Let us pray. Lord, in the sharing of your word, I pray that you will reveal yourself to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, nicknames, most of us have them, or perhaps still have them. I certainly had a funny one when I was in secondary school, but I will not say what it was, not on this platform. Nicknames are usually given because of something we did or said, but after some time, no one remembers them. But this is not so for Brother Thomas in our gospel reading. His nickname is still remembered today. We call him Doubting Thomas because he would not believe what his colleague disciples told him about the risen Christ. He doubted their claim that they had seen and experienced the risen Jesus. In our gospel passage, John was keen to tell us that on that resurrection day when Jesus visited and shared his resurrection peace with his disciples in their hiding place, Thomas was not hiding. He was not afraid. Rather, he was out and about, so he was absent. We can only imagine how excited the other disciples were to tell Thomas on his return that they've seen the Lord. But their excitement must have been dashed. When instead of Thomas saying, wow, I'm happy for you, he said, I don't believe it. It is just not possible. Not after what I saw on Good Friday. Thomas the Jesus he knew and loved was dead, and that brought closure for him. For him to believe otherwise, Thomas laid down the set of data and evidence he will be looking for. He tied up his faith to data and evidence. These are words we are familiar with today in our dealing with COVID-19. When I was preparing this reflection, I had a conversation with my wife, Grace, on her take on this passage. I said, I think Thomas was just asking for what the other disciples have had. They've seen Jesus. They've had the proof and the evidence to support their new belief that he is alive. And that same evidence was what Thomas wanted. But then my wife, Grace, looked at it from a wise point of view. She said, oh, no, Thomas is a different ballgame altogether. He is a very thorough man because he said, Seeing won't be enough. I must put my finger, I must put my hand onto his side. Otherwise, I will not believe it. And Grace, this was the difference between Thomas and his friends. In that conversation, Grace said, I quote, Thomas gave voice to what many people in the church and the world think and say inside. End of quote. Risking his relationship with his colleague, he was brave to verbalize, very brave to verbalize his doubts about their claim of the resurrection. Thomas pushed for clarity. He's a type of man who will never, I mean, never buy a car without test driving it. Hence, he has had a bad press as doubting Thomas. However, over the years as a church, we have come to appreciate Thomas, an intelligent man with integrity and honesty, who struggled with faith and doubt in the same way we struggle with faith and doubt today. But often we are so afraid to vocalize it. I am thankful that Thomas spoke up. Those doubts which John recorded for us to read today. Thomas believed in Jesus as the son of God. 
He believed in his miracle. He believed in his death on the cross. And he believed he was buried. But Thomas struggled with the fact that he rose from the dead. Is there someone out there who struggled to believe some aspect of the Christian narrative? You are not alone. As a matter of fact, we have had our own Thomas moments, moments of doubt and struggle. But there is hope as we get to the end of his story. We saw how Jesus responded to Thomas. Jesus revealed himself to him and gifted him with his resurrection peace. In the same way this morning, he can come into our locked rooms. He can come into our hearts to respond to our doubts and our struggles. Another point to note from this passage is this. In our lives at times, circumstance and situation can be so great that we struggle to convince ourselves it will ever get better. Life has a way of battering us so severely at times that we struggle to see beyond Good Friday. But Thomas, Good Friday was so bad, really bad, that he could not imagine how Jesus would bounce back from it. What challenges and struggles are you dealing with today in your life? Are you unwell? Are you in financial difficulties? Marital problems, family fallout. Are you dealing with a child or a loved one hook up on drugs? The situation looks so dismal, so bad that you have stopped believing it will get better. I encourage you this morning, like Thomas, to hang in there with hope and expectation because the reason Christ can change all that is we will hang in there by faith. Remember, he comes with his resurrection peace to share with all of us even those of us who struggle to believe that he is risen and that he is alive. Another important thing I want to raise from this passage is this. With his doubt, Thomas stayed with the disciples he disagreed with. We're told in verse 26 of John chapter 20 that eight days later, his disciples were in the house again. And this time, Thomas was with them. Eight days later, he was still with them. This point is significant because at times when we struggled with our faith, we tend to withdraw from fellowship. We forsake the assembling of one another. We take a break from church. We take a break from Bible studies. We stop reading our Bible and then we start backsliding. But not Brother Thomas. He was still in his bubble of support among the disciples. So if you are struggling with doubt and faith this morning, and you need a bit more time and revelation. I encourage you to stay in the Jesus bubble, the church, the place where we are likely to find the answer to our doubts. Another interesting thing to note as I conclude is this. The disciples did not push the doubter away. They did not mistreat the doubter. Instead, they created an atmosphere for the doubter, the denier, the runaways to all feel welcome. Reading from Acts chapter 4, verse 32 to 35, is a model of what we are to be as a church in one accord. Brothers and sisters, we have a massive responsibility. As disciples, we are to make the church a place where those who do not fully believe in Jesus Christ still feel welcomed and supported as we continue to fellowship and hope in the risen Christ that he will come and grant us his peace. 
May this be our low Sunday challenge to continue to build a church of righteousness, a church of holiness that accommodates everyone. The message of Easter is that God does the humanly impossible. So no one is beyond the possibility of redemption, not even Thomas. When he encountered the risen Jesus, his doubts, his struggles, his fears, they all melted away. And he confessed in total surrender, saying, you are my Lord and you are my God. Like Brother Thomas, may we go down on our knees and say, you are my Lord and you are my God in total surrender to the risen Christ who comes among us to reveal himself and to gift us with his resurrection peace. We are sure that because he lives, he had made life worth living. And so we can face tomorrow with hope and confidence. I pray that you and I will receive his resurrection peace today and always. In Jesus' name, amen.